Would the tagline for surf Nazis be, they don't hang 10, they hang 9? <laughs> <laughs> to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. I'm Pat. And today, I'm hosting again, Woo! two Man, times in a, a row. You're so pumped. Uh, Where's the tie? Where's the tie? I'm not wearing a tie because it's after hours. Where do I send in my slip for approval and overtime pay? I know we're in like an audio medium here, but man, if the viewers could see like Patrick rolled in his bouncy ball, like work (laughs) chair for, you know, working on his core while he's doing the podcast. He's so pumped. Yeah. It's impossible not to to bob up and down while on this thing. It's not possible. I've tried. I've tried because I I feel like I don't want to be distracting for everybody, but it's it's really almost impossible. It kind of is distracting and enjoyable at the same time. Is it meditative? It's kind of exercising. I wish I was sitting on a giant bouncy ball instead. It's like, oh, and guys, guess what? (laughs) Again? We have uh, have Uh, someone joining us. Monsters. Joining us is this random person who I've never met before. Oh. Did you just pull him off the street? Introduce yourself, random person. Hi, Mark. You're going to make him do his own intro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joining us today is a friend of mine, a fellow podcaster on my other show, For Whom the Dice Roll, Thomas Stanley. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome. So, Empire Records, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Damn so, that man. won our, our movie poll by, let's see how much it, it uh, won by. Yeah, what was second place? I believe American Pie. Oh. Oh, wait, no. Usual Suspects pulled in last minute for second place. Really? So, Empire Records won with a 38%. Then Usual Suspects for 25, American Pie 24, and I'm sorry, Brett, but Friday clocked in at 13, so... Oh. The internet is letting me down. I mean, we could... <laughs> it's, it's your show, Brett. You can just say... We can all just say we're doing Friday. Uh, Patrick, it's our show. It's our... I mean, yours and... Show. Yes, like... But I was directing it at Brett because I know he really wanted Friday. And, and by our, I mean collectively all four of us, not yeah. me and Brett as a couple. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> you guys own it. <laughs> Next time we do one that it's it's my pick or it's going to be Friday. So fuck you, internet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, strong words from Brett. Brett, don't be mean to our listeners. They they have a global perspective on our movies that we don't get. I'm We're in it too deep. Only being mean to eighty seven percent of the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> only. Uh huh. I'm fairly sure that. 87% of the listeners are probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, is, anyone, is this one of the rare ones where we've all seen it before? I have not seen this. I know. Uh, what? Pat, you're, you're the only one that's seen a it. a new movie. Well, Thomas has seen it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I'm blown away. You guys have not, none of you have seen it again? This is two again. times in a row? Two again. in a row, Patrick. <laughs> I'm broadening your horizons. You this are. Is so exciting. Apparently, we don't understand high school Patrick at all. No. No, yeah, because this is another one from uh, high school Patrick's notebook or <laughs> collection yeah. that we're bringing to the table. Well, you guys are in luck because I feel like, and Thomas will attest to this, I've never met anyone who's seen this movie and didn't like it. Really? really? All right. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, well, a challenge. According to Rotten Tomatoes, they do exist. No, I know. <laughs> yes, and we'll talk about that. So, what do you guys have you ever seen, like, 
bits of this at all? Or do you have, is this a total blind spot? Do you know anything about it? totally blind to this movie. I have zero idea. Actually, in my head, I think that this movie is the show Empire. (laughs) (laughs) So. Nope. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know anything. Decidedly not that. Okay. Darn. All I, all like, I know Ooh. is the lyrics to the song Empire Records, which is my favorite song from 2016. But they they talk about things that I don't understand in the in the song. So <laughs> is, is the song about the movie? Or yeah, it's like a, they, it's a reference to the movie. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so- I I have never seen it. I'd never even heard of it. Uh, and I thought it was going to be. I think I was confusing it with Capitol Records. So I thought it was going to be about Capitol Records in LA. (laughs) No, no, no. Capitol Records is a real record company in LA. Is Empire Records not a real Empire Records? No, it's not a real record store. So it came out in 1995, the same year as uh, another episode I've done with y'all, Ace Ventura. Oh, 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 yeah. Really? The same year? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that was the year Toy Story came out, the first one. It was the number one movie. Holy How sh- old was everybody when this movie came out? 95? Six. Six, seven, yeah. Sorry. Oh. I forgot Brett and I are born the same year. 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pat? I was 11. Wow. Oh God, I'm so old. Oh, no, you don't have to <laughs> You asked the question. I knew oh, it was. No, oh, I'm fine with it. I'm, I was 15 when this came out. Okay. So this was a, I was the demographic it was going after at the time. Yes. And I I want to say I saw it in theaters. I mm, That's tough because I went to a lot of movies at the cheapy theaters mm. at that time in my life. So I want to say I I uh, saw this in theaters. I do know I would rent this on weekends. I don't think it made it to the cheapy theaters. <laughs> I know I rented it a lot. Mm. It definitely has a huge cult following. It was directed by Alan Moyle. And the only thing of note, I don't know if anyone else has ever even heard of this, that I saw in his resume was uh, Pump Up the Volume starring Christian Slater. Oh, good God. No. So he's like a teenager running a pirate radio station. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was written by uh, Carol, I must butcher this last name, um, Heikinen. I believe, I believe mm. it's hiking in. And Harkonnen. so she used to be uh, work at a Tower Records store. Tower huh. Records. That was the one. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember yeah. Tower Records. She worked apparently at a Tower Records in Phoenix. And there's a lot of, uh, apparently, a lot of the little scenes or there's going to be a lot of bits in this movie that were taken from real life. Little anecdotes of hers from working there. And it's got a cast that you're going to, it's a very recognizable cast. Um, Not a ton of huge stars, but uh, almost all of them you'll say, oh, oh, that person, oh, that person. But the two biggest names uh, from this are Renee Zellweger and Liv Tyler. What? Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this one of Liv's first movies or? It was early. It was like her second. I did some research, so I'm sorry. I don't know. If no, I, I expected. I knew you were. T- <laughs> no, it's not allowed. That's you know what, what my Shy other show. I, we would we would do it beforehand. This so. was her second movie or third we're, or something. We're like lazy that, on so. this one. We make one person do all the research, so <laughs> yeah. we can be told yeah. it on. The so air. we can react. Yeah, when I I always thought it was their first. Liv, Renee, mm-hmm. 
And Robin Tooney is the other big, I would say, biggish name that they have. And I always thought it was their first movies, and it was not anyone's first movie. Huh. Oh, What's it looks Robin? like it was actually Liv's third movie. Oh. Yeah, Heavy and Silent Fall. Never heard of either of those. Yeah. What's Robin known for? You would, you would, once you see her, you'll know her. She was on uh, The Mentalist. She was on. Okay. I think she was on Prison Break. Uh, a character end actor. of Days, Schwarzenegger. What's the name? Um. Mm. Of the movie about the teenage witches, wait, she craft. was in Encino. Craft, Man? she's yeah. she's in the craft. Oh. She's in the craft. Um, uh, was she in the craft? Yeah, she's the main girl. Yep. So, uh, as much as Thomas and I, and, and like I said up top, seem to like and enjoy this movie, it it did not perform well. It, <laughs> in, uh, in the box a, office or on Rotten Tomatoes or both? Both. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. All of the above. <laughs> oh, uh, no. It was a ten billion dollar production budget. And ten million? It, yeah, it's a cost okay. to make to make so it. Ten and million? Really like, cheap. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? And, like, no. <laughs> and it it brought in whatever number you're thinking of, guys. Right now, the box office is less than that. I promise you. It's <laughs> oh no! Three hundred thousand dollars. Oh. How does this movie have a cult following? If it only so made- I I so don't. If you did see know. it in theaters. You were one of the few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, does this movie have a cult following or is it just Patrick and Thomas? No, no it, it does. does. <laughs> okay. How many alt Twitter accounts do you have? How many accounts <laughs> for this movie? <laughs> um, there, uh, we'll talk about it at the end, but there are like regular events. This will spoil something in the movie, but there are regular events that commemorate things from the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Like, How were we not doing this in April is my question. Okay, Thomas, don't because spoil it. Because three of us it. didn't have any fucking clue what the fuck's <laughs> going on. Uh, but uh, I guess the studio just got re- didn't like it at all, so they put nothing into promoting it. Oh, that but the sucks. S- the soundtrack hit number five on the Billboard. Oh, wow. really? Oh, so yeah. we can expect a good early '90s soundtrack then. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What's a notable song from this movie that we can uh, expect? A Jim Blossom hear it song. From you? Yeah, the, that one. Jim Blossoms. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think that's, that's Blossoms. That's yeah, it is. That's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. one. And then um, there's. I, think I know that song. And a lot of the trivia, I want to wait till after because it won't make sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, two things I want to point out that that were really funny were two quotes from the director Moyle. Um, one of them was again. I guess the studio just really it was a real like hack job. They just tore it apart what they were trying to make. And surprisingly, I think it still came out to be very enjoyable. But I love this quote is uh, this is from the director. The studio was in a cocaine mentality while we at the movie were in a pot mentality. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I mean, in 1995, was there anyone in like a Hollywood executive position that wasn't in the cocaine mentality? Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another fun fact is uh, Toby Maguire was cast in this movie, oh. filmed a number of scenes. And every scene featuring his character was cut. <laughs> oh, cut. no, Toby! Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I found that in my research, too. There were three characters that got cut from this movie. It really? would have been a half hour longer if they had done it the way they wanted to. Is this another 90-minuter? Yeah, it's short. It's not that long, oh. I don't believe. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 90 minutes. Yeah, it says, yeah, 90 minutes. Um, but uh, I love this quote about, this is again from Moyle, the director on Tobey Maguire. Maguire showed up, felt aimless, may or may not have consumed a psychotropic drug, and somehow <laughs> ended up in the basement 
of my beach house eating a giant bowl of cereal. I found him there. We talked for several hours. McGuire asked to go back to Hollywood. They were shooting in on the coast in Carolina. <laughs> Uh, McGuire has to go back to Hollywood to figure out his life and write a screenplay. <laughs> the director agreed to buy the screenplay after he wrote it. He returned wow. to Hollywood. As far as he knows, he never wrote the script, but two years later, he was in the ice storm, and eight years later, he was Spider Man. Wow. Huh. Wow. What is that? That is. These are just uh, people meandering through life and somehow succeeding. Like, yeah. Yeah. How? Why does this not? Why does this not happen to me? Yeah, because the director, right? like in the high, the director, is like your boss, right? If you're the actor, the director's kind of your boss. Yeah. Imagine getting high on a psychedelic and breaking into your boss's house and eating food, and then talking about how like you're just not really into this job that they're paying you for, and you want to go do another job, and then be like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and then <laughs> promising to buy your new product. Like, yeah, 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 and then telling yeah. you whatever you do, I'm going to pay you for it. After Didn't the Robert thing, Downey yeah. Jr. do that, but to perfect strangers. Yeah, what an industry. Um, So the lesson learned here is take psychotropics and... Break into your boss's house. You heard it here. Let's rewatch. So what are the predictions for this then? I I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of... I kind of get the impression that this is a little bit like um, Clerks, but at Tower Records instead. (laughs) But I genuinely have zero clue. Like, I know so very little about this movie. I don't even know if it's a comedy or a drama. So, that's really all I can expect. I'm just so in the dark. Interestingly, Clerks came out the year before. So, I mean, that could be a possibility. Yeah? I am expecting full 90s stoner humor... Um, probably not great, <laughs> but it I don't know what be, would make you guess that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like maybe in retrospect now, looking back on it, like, you know how people are all into the, the like nostalgia, like it could be really fun to watch this like movie that I've just seen the, um, poster for, but the poster looks so nineties that. It could be really fun to just watch this movie that's just steeped in nineties, like you know, it's aggressively nineties. <laughs> yeah, aggressively nineties. That's right. <laughs> so that's my expectation. I kind of think. Well, so, okay. So there's this, there's a key phrase that was dropped in our recording here that cocaine sets my expectations. <laughs> oh, no. Classic. And every time we've watched a cult classic. That's usually a keyword for this movie has some fucked up stuff in it. So I want to see <laughs> some fucked up stuff. Uh, oh no! I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. That does apply to Rocky Horror Picture Show too. <gasps> yeah, and and Heather's Heather's. <laughs> yeah, all the weird ones. I've not listened to the Heather's up uh, uh, because I've not seen Heather's yet. And oh. don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Sorry. But would you say the same thing about Rocky Horror? That's something we do every every Halloween. Is I watched Rocky Horror. Heather's alone and pr- enjoyed oh. it. And then when I w- with we friends, it, it was the worst. Together, <laughs> yeah. It's also times have changed, and 
And <laughs> Heather's is yeah. in a different time. <laughs> it's in a different time when we were less sensitive and when the things that were in the movie were still considered a joke because they didn't actually happen. Yeah. Heather, wait, you go watch it. Let us know what you think. Come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come back. We'll have your Heather's review. Yeah. No, Rocky Horror is a gem and it's wonderful. What do you think uh, is going to happen in, in this, Thomas? I mean, I've seen it. So <laughs> I've seen it a number of times. I am very interested in seeing how many of what of uh, how many lines you come back with going. Yep, that's now in my everyday parlance. That's Excellent. what I'm most interested okay. in. Okay, that's fun. That's a that's a good good review and a good insight. So I'm hoping you're right. There are quotable <laughs> moments in this movie for sure. Oh, good. How I about mean, you, guess- Patrick? Uh, I think I'm going to similar. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be a good nostalgia factor to it. Um, I'm tr- I've been racking my brain while we've been doing for everyone's been doing their first impressions, trying to think if there's anything that's um, like indefensively problematic. In there. Yeah, there and is. There yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no! There always is. There's always yeah. something. It was 1990, like 95. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Brett there, will I, be happy. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I have, when's the last time you've seen it, Patrick? Um, it has been a while. It's been at least five, six years, at least. Yeah. Okay. I saw this, saw this three years ago. That's the last time I saw it. But I saw it a lot through oh. my early 20s and my uh, late teens. So it's one you just throw on a lot. Yes. It was a background movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm awesome. excited. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Well, we're going to pause the recording and check out Empire Records, and we'll see when we get back. Say no more, mono more. And that's all you're going to get out of me. You can sing too, Thomas. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I see you. I'll, I'll, I'll shoulder this burden for all of us. <laughs> I'm a guest. I don't have to sing. Brett, can you do some cheesy mm-hmm. 80s synth background music yeah. for Patrick? Perfect. I, I'll do it. I like the uh, the little uh, the opera lady. She got really into it. Oh, my oh, God. That oh, that was yeah. hilarious. Apparently, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that is a thing that crazy fans do to people all the time. Really? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. They like sing their songs back to them to prove that they know all the lyrics and like recite entire movie scripts back to people. And you can't roll your eyes, right? Because that would be, yeah, Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's brutal. I'm sure the, uh, my, this is for my parents. I've never heard of you. Yeah. I have had uh fans of our podcast who are also our close friends text me quotes that I have said in the podcast that I don't remember. Yep. Out of the blue. Like just not even like mid conversation, just text me something I said and I'm just like, What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we've got like hundred and thirty hours of talking we've done for Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I I can't remember what I said like two weeks ago when we recorded that thing. I don't remember what I said the first half of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patrick, the little thumbnail of you just bouncing up and down is so fucking distracting. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to do really good. I'm going to do a really good. There's a chair literally yes. right next to you. you I know. But it, would just, it, get, it would get so uncomfortable. After a long I want to be bouncing. Too. His air must be 
I need to- his butt must be comforted by air at all times. Yeah, yeah this is great. <laughs> okay, works. I'm going to take so- it as a personal challenge. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that I really appreciate the fact that Data took some time off from the Enterprise to be in this movie <laughs> because he was great. <laughs> That guy was really weird. Don't you think Lucas yeah. was data? He uh, was just like all logical and like. Oh, uh. um, here's the thing. In high school, I thought I was Lucas. <clears throat> I was. I was Mark trying to be Lucas. I totally yeah. see that. Like you just got it figured out. You've cracked the code. <laughs> I tried to be that guy. I was not I mean, that guy. He's very zen throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It was a great character, like, I don't know, character oh, yeah. or caricature. I'm not really sure because, like, <laughs> it it is kind of a caricature, but of who? Like, I don't know. The Chinese guy from, from Karate Kid, they said, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Which is, it's kind of racist, right? Because yeah, isn't, right. isn't he your Japanese? Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. There, there was a point, too, where, like, one of the other people he worked with was like, what's with you today? Like you were normal yesterday and today you're weird. So is he not always like this? Did he just like, yeah, become, I, I think did something happen. Who kno- he lost him- $9,000. Yeah. I think I know, but he was crisis. like that before, like in the beginning well, of the film when right. he's like sitting in the office, but he had that moment where he changed. So like at the beginning of the film, he's talking to, Oh God, Renee Zellweger's character. I forgot her name. Gina. 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 He was like, oh, he's letting me close the store tonight. And he like repeats back all the stuff and he's totally ready to do it by the books. But then he Mm -hmm. finds that thing in the drawer and then he sort of goes crazy because he had counted it all twice. Like, so that was a hilarious opening scene. His like walk through the casino. Oh my God. So amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. And, but he like he breaks the fourth wall in the beginning, right? Where he like looks at the camera and he's like, as they say in the yeah. song, yeah. it's you know. And mm-hmm. then at the end, he breaks the fourth wall again. So I'm just like, what is happening with his character throughout it, this whole movie? Wait, it's amazing, but what is happening? While you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is going to be like Ferris Bueller, and he's yeah. just going to keep talking to you. But he only does it like two or three times, and it's there's no like. Wrap around it. To no, it? not yeah. at all. But but it's I just that's just him. <laughs> but I feel like they did a really good kind of end cap to it. You know, like he mm-hmm. he's really good at gambling. He has all this luck, and then bam, it's back to reality. And then he stops addressing the camera. So it was almost like when he's addressing mm. the camera, he's kind of in his little fantasy world. You know, where like okay. things are going yeah. right. So in the beginning, you know, he's winning those slots and like guessing all the right numbers. And then in the end, you know, they made all the money back. So things are going right. So then he starts addressing the camera. Doing again. a little bit of an Abed. Mm-hmm. An Abed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So the original, the movie was originally going to take place over the course of two days, not one. Hmm. Oh, they cut 40, 40, 40 minutes from the film. Wow. Oh, wow. And there were two other characters. I think we talked about it yeah. besides Tobey Maguire's Andre that were cut. That were like significant side characters. Huh. Mm. Really? That were completely Can you imagine removed. more? I, no. I don't think <laughs> there's enough plot to support 40 more minutes of footage. It would have been a, a more serious movie, right? It would have had yeah. to have been. Yeah. 
Or it just ha- would have been a more of dicking around that didn't that we didn't need because there was a lot of dicking around. <laughs> there was. So it's fun. It's funny because <laughs> didn't didn't you say Ash that it was a it it, it you were expecting clerks? Was that Ash? Or no, was that was Sam? me. Oh, that was Sam. <laughs> okay, you were expecting clerks. Yeah, this was records nineties. You know, coconut music. Yeah, clerks. Yeah, it, for sure. It totally was. It was like. Clerks, but with kind of the tongue-in-cheek funniness of workaholics. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I could see that. So and That one plot. guy kind of looked yeah, like the workaholics the pizza guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then finally at the end, I was like, oh, that's right. He looks like that guy. I thought he was Jay from Silent Bob for a second, from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. I was like, what? That was the hair, I think. Jason but, Mewes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he looked high. Yeah, 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 that helps. (laughs) The fact that he was clearly peddling drugs. Coyote Shivers, that's the the real name of the guy who played. His name was Burko. They only say it twice. He's kind of the burned out singer guy. Coyote Shivers is nobody's real name. (laughs) Actually, it's like, it was, it was was like Francis Coyote Shivers is like his given name. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, he was he was on the rooftop singing with her name okay. Zellweger at the was end. Was his mother a stripper? No, he at the time of filming this movie, he was like twenty six. Uh, he was married to Liv Tyler's birth mother. What? Whoa! Not, what? Wait, was this the guy that was her love interest? No, no, no. the one who was like on the roof singing. The guy with the green black hair. Yeah. Okay. At it the was, time yeah, of filming, Deb's girlfriend or boyfriend. Well, we don't know. Maybe he identified as female. What, what, was this at the time of filming he was married to her? Yes. Yeah. What? So he was yeah. her stepdad? Yeah. Weird. Oh. There's a lot of weird. Uh, and then Renee Zellweger was dating in real life the guy who played Lucas, the actor. Okay. That's how oh. she got the part. He got the part, and he told her she should audition for the role. So Wow. Interesting. How old were those two actors in this movie? Old enough. Luca, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. Creepy. Well, like, wasn't it like the, the next year she was in um, Jerry Maguire? Really? Something no. close to that. Well, when was Chasing Jerry Amy, too? That was not Renee Zellweger. Yes, Who? it was. In Chasing really? Amy, yeah, it's Joey no, Lauren it Adams. Oh, Lauren oh, Adam. oh, not in Chasing Amy. Yeah, okay. No. Jerry Maguire was the very next year. See? Wow. And she seemed so much older in that. Yeah. Cause, and it's funny because I was watching it this time, and I've seen this movie countless times. Yeah. This was the first time I realized that these aren't all teenagers. Yeah. I thought oh. they were all teenagers through all of it. Like, wow. until this time, I'm like, oh, they all have to be at least Uh-oh. 21. Everybody <laughs> well, oh, my God. Renee Zellweger was born in 69. You would hope. So she was 26 at the time. Okay. But Liv Tyler's character, that's what freaks me out, is... Finishing her calculus homework, and she's going to Harvard. So, so she's eighteen. It, if Maybe. we're lucky, if what we're lucky. we we hope she's eighteen. Right. Like she was eighteen at the time of this yeah. movie. Really, the actress. Oh. The actress? Wow. She's born in seventy-seven. Uh huh. Yeah, I was gonna say Liv Tyler would be the right age at that time. Man. I feel gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Thomas, have you seen, there's a version, there's a cut randomly of that scene that's 10 hundred times grosser. Of when, which when scene? She, when Liv Tyler. Um, it's on Rex. Seduce, tries oh. to seduce. 
Oh god. Yeah. He, no, what's this what's the difference in that cut? He like <laughs> leans back, undoes his zipper, and then he like grabs the dressing, the salad dressing. Uh, and he starts shaking it up like he's gonna put it on his dick. Black you. And he Gross. says, like, I hope you like ranch or something. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not cool. Gross. If there's anything ranch I'm gonna put on my enough. dick to try to <laughs> entice someone to come do something with it. Ranch dressing isn't what I no. would go with. No. no. Maybe a nice vinaigrette. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Thomas. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Brett's face was worth that joke. Yeah. It, I was, what's funny is, so I watched it on, did, I watched it on net, the Netflix. So I was mm-hmm. curious, like, oh my God, is it going to be that one? Is it going to be that cut? Because that's so know. uncomfortable. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I feel like that would have made the scene make more sense, though, because she like All stormed of a out. Yeah, and I was kind of like, well, I mean, I mean, he, it, what, I don't know. What were you expecting? She, I, I mean, she. I think that's why that scene with her and Deb in the bathroom was so important because, like, she realized yeah. that her expectations were like stupid. Like, she wanted this mm-hmm. beautiful romantic moment with this Hollywood star. And instead, in, he was just hella skeezy, like rock yeah, and roll in the spare yeah. room of work. <laughs> yeah, like you know, rolled Definitely. back and zipped it down. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was good at being creepy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was incredibly good. He had a real like George Michael look going to him. <laughs> he, I, but the, the the video was all Robert Palmer, which was interesting. It was like almost taken from. Um, the one Robert Palmer video that I can't think of the name of. The, his music video? Yeah, his uh, one they, music video. They shot a full, like, four and a half minute music video. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is he's, like, signing autographs, and, like, behind him is the TV, and he's, like, practically having sex in the music video, yeah. <laughs> like, behind him. And uh, that actor's daughter, the Rex Manning actor's daughter, was the uh, do the scene when everyone's like closing their eyes and listening to music? There's a couple actually, there's like 30 of those, yeah. But uh, it's when <laughs> Mark is like dusting the ballet like a ba- girl, yeah, right? the ballerina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's his daughter, that's his daughter, yeah. Oh, interesting, huh. weird. I that scene was really that scene made me more uncomfortable than, <laughs> than the Rex scene, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was cute until it became not cute. Until he, like, it was cute when he, like, um, used the feather duster on her foot and it was, and then she got that really creeped out look. And I was like, yeah, that, that's the one step too far. <laughs> really? You don't think the, like, leaning in to try to kiss her while her oh, eyes well, are yeah, closed that, was gross? That was really that was gross. gross. That was gross and creepy, was- but she was instantly into it. So, like, the scene made up for it. She she didn't know what she, what he did though. I don't think he played it off like, "Oh, you bumped into me while I'm dusting." Right. Yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. That that was creepy. It was creepy. Gross, but. Yeah. <laughs> and a hundred percent, she like did know what was going on because, like, as a woman in that situation, what else can you do but be like, "Oh, okay, ha ha ha." Right. So. Junior high Patrick totally thought Mark was like the best, the coolest character. <laughs> the first kind of character. Did, did really? you did? Yeah, when I was like oh, in no, like eighth Patrick, grade, no. like seventh, eighth grade watching this movie. Hanging out listening to Guar. Hey Patrick. <laughs> yeah. what, what what hairstyle did you have in middle school? Ooh. Uh I didn't have anything too crazy. I was at a 
Catholic school. So oh. they were pretty, uh, did you have like the spiky tips? The craziest thing I did with my hair that is in high school, I did two summers. The, the bleach yeah. tips. Yeah. I have dark hair. Did you have the puka shells to match? Oh, I'm sure at some point. <laughs> puka Pat. Uh, Fun yeah. fact, and I said I'm the oldest person on this episode today. Um, Warren, the kid who played Warren, is my age. He was born in 80. Oh. Just like me. His name isn't fucking Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's actually a couple months older than me. Wow, yeah, that's that that was a weird scene to see today. Yeah, like, yeah. Which like, one? Because he was in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Like, well, the, 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 the one where he like yeah tries to shoot up the place. Also, uh-huh. I'd like to point out that if someone loads a gun with blanks. They will still hit you, and it will still hurt. And you will still mm. be yes. charged with aggravated assault, and there's yeah. a lot the police can do about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, this like there's not much they can do. Yeah, and then he was back again later yeah. that night. But then the news reporter later is like, oh, he's going to go to juvenile. And I was like, clearly the news reporter knows the law more than these cops do. Yeah. I, well, you that know, might be one of those plot holes that happen when they condensed it from two days to one day you can never underestimate Mm. the laziness of police officers though because i remember there's that time (laughs) we were in the uh uh, club laguna parking lot and this drunk driver pulls into the parking lot and just swerves and crashes straight into another vehicle and like the cops showed up and they're like well the crash happened off of the public street so there's not a lot we can do it's like fuck you guys you guys could totally do something right now yeah, like uh, murder is still <laughs> illegal if it's not on a public street. Like they just wow. they just didn't want to do anything. Those cops. Yeah, those cops. I I also love the conceit of the movie, and it makes total sense when I was younger watching it. But now is that he goes on like this live news report to say we're having a party because you know because all teenagers are watching the like six o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like That's a good all point. the time. Like, and and they don't have like bleeper buttons either right like that wasn't a technology available in 1995 yeah why was the news in black and white it was 1995 that's an excellent question (laughs) i just assume they had a really old shitty tv up there like if you noticed their furniture was pretty old up in the office yeah That leopard print couch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing where he couldn't leave the couch that was so hilarious. Yeah, I brought the cushion. Dude, that character was the best. That, that couch has to be so crunchy, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not the- want. <laughs> How does this record store even like function, though? Because they have like physical abuse, sexual abuse, theft, negligence, and armed robbery. Like basically, everyone working there should have been fired. Oh yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, their manager was terrible. Yeah. And I love. He, yeah, he explained it. He yeah. says, "If I fired anyone today, why would I start with you?" Yeah, yeah, I know. I loved that line. It was really funny. It was like self-aware, but not so self-aware that it took you out of the movie. It was just mm-hmm. like tongue-in-cheek enough. Really funny. So. My my question to everybody, and I like I'm hosting this. I'm sorry, Patrick. No, do it, dude. I, I guess my question would be: Is you'd never seen it before, but was it? I guess this is the whole point, right? Was it worthwhile <laughs> to sit and watch as like what? 
would you have what if you could go back to your whatever however old you were like babies seven. back then right? <laughs> maybe 15 no we'll i don't think 15. i should have watched the movie at seven yeah <laughs> but if you were if you were in the demographic of that time would this have been on your radar or should it have been on your radar i okay i think i enjoyed it now more than i would have if i had watched it at the appropriate age and I think partly it's because I pretty much was one of the characters in the movie, you know, like the stupid oh god rock yeah. t-shirts and like listen to the metal music, and it, it was it would have hit a little too close to home at age fifteen, sixteen. But watching mm-hmm. it now as an adult, this movie is like a time capsule. <laughs> like it just yeah. it just so perfectly like captures that era and like. I remember the time when I had free time, so I went to the music store and, like, bought CDs and, like, listened to Mm -hmm. music in my free time. Like, I didn't have internet. Well, I had dial-up, so practically no internet. (laughs) So that's what I did in my free time, and I just... It was really funny to watch this movie where that's their lives, and that's all they have going for them. It's really funny. Yeah, I feel like... like in that time period, people were more snobby about who they listened to. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember growing up and being like, oh, you listen to so-and-so? Like, you know, you would judge people based on who you listen to. Totally. Versus nowadays, I think people are more open to, like, more eclectic and, like, oh, yeah. liking a more broader genre of music. Well, I think, uh, too, it's like, in that era, you bought somebody's album, and if yeah. If you listen to somebody, it's because you, you know, you babysat or you like did chores to the point where you could earn 10, 13, 15 mm-hmm. bucks to buy that CD. So you were pretty dedicated. Now we mm-hmm. have Spotify, which is 10 bucks a month or whatever, or Google, and you can just listen to this song or that song without the whole discography. So it's totally different. Yeah. You're not monetarily invested in a single well, artist like you yeah, used to be. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because it, it was more main, like it was mainly the mainstream things you had access to. Now everything is niche. Every yeah. mar- every type of industry, every type of creative industry is nothing but a niche industry. And you find it, so you just kind of expect that everyone's going to have the niche of their fandom that they like for everything. So it's not necessarily as offensive because there's a good chance they don't even aren't even aware of the things that you really like. Mm-hmm. Whereas then, I feel like it's it, you go to the record store, you see everything, so it's very you actively rejected the thing I like, yeah, for this thing. Yeah. Like it's very you made a conscious decision. Well, I'm saying, you, but, yeah. but I'm saying subcon- <laughs> like you, you consciously. We all had the same menu we're picking off of. Yeah, Patrick likes and, Rex Manning. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do know the first. It always makes me remember. I know the first two CDs I bought with my own money. Uh, yeah, yeah. And what, I'm what just gonna they? shame I, myself. I know. Um, Boys to Men and Ooh. the Sublime oh. Untitled album. It's <laughs> a oh, very, right. very sizable. You did better than me, dude. Yeah. You did better than me. What was yours, Thomas? Uh, my first two, and I don't I don't talk about this much, honestly. Um, my first two were the second Paula Abdul album. Whoa. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. Very not what you would expect. And uh Billy Idol Vital Idol. So I was a little more eclectic than my, yeah. my, uh, my contemporaries. And my third, <laughs> honestly, was uh, a comedy album, and I'm not going to say which one. 
Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. I think we can all guess. Oh no! One, one of those. Is the, is, <laughs> you may have been a spe- specific type of person if you like those albums. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Thomas, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, when I started buying CDs, um, it was at a formative change in my life, and uh, you will be able to tell based on my two CDs. My first CD was Nelly Furtado. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Are you like a bird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That <laughs> yeah, album. was it was it that version of Nelly Furtado, not the like hip hop remake? No, not of her? not the hip hop remake, the I'm like a bird one. And then my next album, which was probably purchased about three, four months later, was System of a Down. So <laughs> Oh. You can see <laughs> what happened That's, in those yeah. four yeah. months. That's a hard turn. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You went, I think fuck mine. This. Yeah. I'm yeah. angry at things now. <laughs> I'm like a bird. I'm gonna crush your soul. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think mine was. I didn't. I think they were gifted to me. My first two CDs. But I'm pretty sure it's, one it's was, gotta be the ones that you bought for yourself. Yeah, what'd, you, what'd you buy? What did I don't, you? Pick I don't remember yourself. that. I don't remember that. I asked for these albums. Okay. Though, okay. What'd say. you do? Okay. Was In Sync and Brandy. Oh, for yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was a good, good '90s girl. So I yeah. Strictly late '90s. No Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. I had Beyonce. Well, it was Destiny's uh, was Child before. at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. DC, mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that eventually for sure. I think the the first two that I bought was. Uh, Corn issues and uh, <laughs> oh no, oh. <laughs> incubus to make yourself okay. Incubus you make go. yourself oh, that's is a good, good. It's a little incubus more still yeah. holds up. <laughs> issues is weird. Issues is is dated for sure. Oh, and I got in trouble too because my mom's pretty conservative, and then she found the case, the cover of it, and she saw the parental advisory and the fact she. I don't think she knew that that was a thing parental advisories oh, so she yeah. sees that where she goes and I'm, i i it's one of those things that burned in my head she goes parental advisory explicit lyrics <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no morty, what are you doing morty yeah <laughs> did, did, did you guys get a like a an overwhelming sadness that there's no such thing as record stores quote-unquote record stores well you clearly least. don't live in portland I yeah. don't. I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, I'm glad I'm you sorry. brought that up because there is one in Ventura. It's called Salzer's Records, and it is like so similar. I just Salzer's is a, a lot like chat. Yeah, yeah. It's very like. But I think Salzer's is like thing. Music World. <laughs> yeah. What? I think Salzer's is like Music World. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but the wait. same people who work in Empire Records work at Salzer's. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So they are stuck. so wait. So they have gifts. CD, DVDs, and pipes. Oh, oh yeah. It's also yeah. a sex shop, too. Oh, okay, nice. cool. Yeah, Head you shop, know. sex shop. It's yeah. the whole deal. And across oh. the street, they also have a video rental store that is still open. And I don't know how either of these... It's Salzer's videos and Salzer's Dude, we all know that every store in Ventura is truly just a front for the biker gangs. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> the other day... Okay, I'm sorry. Sidebar about Ventura. The other day, we drove past a massage place right, that right. has been there forever. And it constantly has the lights off. There's a front desk, and no one's ever sitting at it. And Bryce was like, "How could they afford it? 
how can they afford it? And I was like, they're a front, Bryce. They're not real. Yeah. No one ever goes I, in there. Yep. I would love that story ended with you like, and I went in and you know what? Actually, it was the nicest massage I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> My mom and I made the mistake of going into a place like that. We were like, oh, it's right oh, by the no. mall. They have $20 foot massages. And halfway Ew. through oh. our 30 minute foot massage, we heard some noises from the back and Whoa. we were like, oh, H- hanging out in uh, a hand job hut. Oh, it was uncomfortable. Yep. Did your feet stick to the floor? <laughs> no. No, thankfully, no. No. But, yeah. No, but, and I get it, because we have a couple, we actually have a couple of really cool record stores in the greater Cincinnati area, but. It's not the they're same. They're not on every corner yeah. like yeah. like they used to be, totally. right? And yeah. Just, and it makes me sad. It's really sad. We just went to Napa, and we drove by what was my, like, youth record store and it's like tower was it tower Records? yeah it's like a dialysis yeah, yeah. center or something oh no <laughs> really like, what oh. no like that's where i bought tickets to the red hot chili peppers for brett's birthday we thought it would be cool and then we were in the nosebleeds <laughs> and then these like globes came down from the ceiling and blocked the whole stage and that's where i bought my death cab <laughs> album <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I know that's oh, yeah. the place where I also bought, like in reality, the last CD that I ever purchased. That wasn't just like Ooh, from dark. the used bin. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, oh, I bought actually, Brett, did you say, too. did you yeah. say Confess. Ooh, dark? Dark, like <laughs> like your last CD that you ever bought. Except what was the except, last CD you ever? bought? Oh, okay. Brett has a great story. Well, okay, hold on. Wait, what what are you thinking of here? Um, I'm thinking of yesterday. Because yesterday I bought. A, as a joke, two terrible CDs. <laughs> tell, uh, tell. <laughs> um, I bought uh, <laughs> uh, bad. As a joke for who? I'm waiting. Right? I get, I'm, I'm waiting because I think I have these CDs. I, yeah, I yeah. bought <laughs> Bad Out of Hell Two, Back Into Hell, Meatloaf's second album. Nice. <laughs> no, I but I'll bet my dad because that's the one where he had. Uh, I would do anything for a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it would be funny to put that on in the car as we were driving home and Mm. have Sam not hear it and and just be like, haha, meatloaf. But it has like a three minute long intro (laughs) that it doesn't sound like the song at all. And then she's like, what the fuck is this? And then it just starts going and Sam's just so disappointed. (laughs) Uh, What was the other one? Doesn't he have like... Is it like nine minute long songs? It's so fucking so fucking long. long and it's bad. They're the whole so song's bad. bad. I don't know why anyone ever liked Meatloaf. Uh, I don't know if anyone aw. ever did. No, don't I. Go listen to that song again. <laughs> uh, and then the second one I bought just because the guy's name was hilarious. Bob Log the third. <laughs> Bob Log, Bob Lobs, Bob. Yeah, Log. exactly. Whatever. <laughs> he's a one man band and he's it's garbage it's hot garbage of course it's, every song is of the same and they're really bad I'm pretty sure he was like a local Portland person but uh the Aww. the last real thing and I did actually I didn't even spend money on this it was Adam's uh, our, our friend uh <laughs> and it was April 28th Adam I'm sorry 2006 <laughs> because Adam made us leave school to go and buy the new Tool album. Oh, no. To wait, 2006? That was... Yeah, yeah. Two months before we graduated. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as an adult, I I was like a mega fan of Tool, and as an adult, I look back and I'm like, 
That band literally thinks everyone that likes them is an idiot, and they sell them merch so they can brand all of their fans as tools. <laughs> like what the? Yep. F- <laughs> like what the? Yep. F- <laughs> Like, ding 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 ding! God damn! Yeah. Like it took uh-huh. me how many decades to figure that out? I'm they got like, a few yeah. good songs though. I know, but I still like their music, and it makes me mad. <laughs> I I the remember you guys you listening mad, that, or the in fact high that you school. like it. The fact that I like it yeah. makes me mad. It's pretty bad, Sam. It's pretty, it was bad then. Okay. It's bad now. <laughs> they're they're bad people. Their music is good, and they're pretentious, and I just can't help it. <laughs> I remember you guys trying to get me into it, and I was like, I'm not listening to yeah, a band named Tool. You're like, they're so emo. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. You want emo. I had some truly emo stuff in my list. This is, I love how this segued into music. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it really yeah. did. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's about right. Yeah. How I, I mean, feel about it. <laughs> so, speaking of music talk, I don't think I recognized any of the songs. Are you oh, really? kidding me? Maybe one of them. Jimi Hendrix. Da- the Cranberries. The cr- yeah. yeah. Cranberries were in it. There was a Cranberries song? I guess The I Money song? Wait. I want uh, money. That's the Cranberries who does the money? No. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I was like, no, it isn't. It's a song that's recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew that song. I loved that. I don't think I knew any of them. So this, like, their whole mentality of, like, working in that record store and everything totally reminds me of the college job that Brett and I had, which was like nothing to do with music, but we worked at this little museum in Laguna Beach and it was like, we had an awesome boss who ended up officiating our wedding because we're still friends with him because he was so awesome. It was just like this little tight community and it was just really funny watching it. Like it felt super nostalgic to me Mm. for a time that was totally irrelevant to the movie. Yeah, the, but, the, having a zero stakes job. Yeah, but then at the same time, all of them cared about their job, which was true of us at the museum. Like there were no stakes, but they left room to goof around, but they all still worked, you know? So I I don't think there was physical abuse going on at your. No, nobody got <laughs> punched and nobody had sex in the back room. But they did accuse yeah. me of stealing from them that one time. To be fair, they for you stole from them. You did. No, you did steal from them. No, hundred percent. So. We never stole. To be fair, they did actually get stolen from, and you were the one that it had the credit card at the time. It was such an unlucky circumstance. Yeah. they and it got mailed to your old card. address. Yeah, I had the credit card <laughs> on the sure. day that the offense happened. So okay, uh, I mean the money is just circulating yeah. in Atlanta now. No, no, no. I so, mean that's it's too convenient. No. You're a patsy. Can we tell you this crazy ass story? Because it's really fucking funny. So we had to move warehouses and Brett was the only one old enough to actually rent a truck because none of us were 21 yet, but he was the only one that was 21. So he got the job of actually renting the truck and like had the company credit card. And this was right around the time that scammers were starting to use credit card skimmers at gas stations. So this was not a thing that too many people had heard of. And Brett (laughs) gets gas in the rental car or in the, the truck, and there was a skimmer on the gas thing, and they mm. took the credit card information and bought perfume 
from Macy's. <laughs> I think. Oh, come on. We know it's you, Greg. We know it's you. <laughs> I, I think the credit card fraud was just a cover, yeah. and uh-huh. they, yeah. they stole it's, a rare artifact. You got Ocean's The best 8. part was, was that they all Ocean thought that he had bought me fancy perfume. But they uh, lived in the apartment well, complex of our old address. It was some so, pretty dope sleuthing on my part because we didn't know how the credit card got stolen initially. Yeah. And like the museum also got the, you know, the pile of newspapers. And like after I had been accused of this thing, I was like, it wasn't fucking me. And I was like, oh, I'm so angry. And I was like flipping <laughs> through the newspaper at the desk. And right on the front is just like, this gas station had a card skimmer. It was like, that's the fucking gas station. Yeah. Oh, this is a movie. This isn't real. Yeah. Let's this see, is very like, You're a museum. You're transporting stuff to a new warehouse. It's kind of vulnerable. Some rare artifact. They're going to steal it. So, so here's. And then you print it off a uh, fake was George newspaper. George uh, yeah. so You want to know how it ended? What'd you really steal? <laughs> you want to know how the story ended? How did it like they... just ends? It pans out, and there's like all these relics surrounding yeah. you guys. <laughs> Where do you think we get all of our art? So they submitted all this information to the police, and the police just went to the address that the perfume was mailed, and they're like, "Are you so and so?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then they just arrested them for credit card fraud because they mailed it wow. to their own address. Yeah, they and they answered the door for the cops. Big ol' whoops. <gasps> yep. Wow. Good times. This movie was also a lot like the job that me and Ash used to have working oh, at Family Drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of dicking off there. Yeah, we, we uh, built a, in the warehouse in the back, they had the giant boxes of paper towels and... Uh, we built a secret room out of the boxes of paper towels. That was our yep. uh, an official break room. <laughs> so we worked at we worked at a family drugstore, and we worked in the warehouse. Not just they, a family drugstore. It's called Family Drug. Family Drug. It's yeah. It's literally called Family Drug, which is so great. And uh, and they would have us like just take the shipment boxes and put it in the warehouse and price them and put them away. And they would leave the fucking teenagers alone in a warehouse. Drugs. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely yeah. took like yeah. three hour long lunches and just like left and played video games. Well, what was your guys' favorite uh, quotes? Cause Thomas was mentioning that there's some good quotes. Do you guys want to go? Was or? it a quotable movie? I think there's some good ones. My favorite is actually from the song. The you say you need a little of my ooh la la is <laughs> hilarious. I also really mm. liked I talked to God and she said yo. Yeah. <laughs> the one uh, I find myself saying, even if it makes no contextual sense, um, my sister also really loves this movie too. So we'll back and forth. Is when um, uh, Warren is getting arrested and he says something about the season like, why don't you shove him up your ass? And yeah. Lucas says, because it would hurt a lot. <laughs> so good I, I there were quotes in the movie that I was like that was a good quote that was a good quote and I didn't write them down sadly Aww. yeah you guys hit mine already the uh, I haven't fired anyone today or yeah. anyone yet yeah yeah, yeah. why would I start with you <laughs> yeah. and my favorite one and I do it to this day uh, who knows where thoughts come from they just appear yeah oh yes <laughs> that was so for good for sure you got like, his little intonation today, today? down there yeah I've I've been known to say that from time to time. Shock me, shock me, shock me with your deviant behavior. Another <laughs> one that I do a lot of. So, did you recognize Robin, um, Deborah? Yes. Once Deb- you had seen her on on screen. Yeah. She you know looks almost, really familiar. You almost played that role. Was really who? close. Angelina Jolie. What? Whoa. 
also would have been good. I don't oh. know if she so, would have shaved her, shaved her head. She, yeah, so she actually shaved she her would've. head for this. And Robin Tooney's wearing a wig in the craft because of this. What? That's funny. Oh. That's a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's a yeah. wig. Wow. And um, so, you guys, I mean, we should put April 8th on the calendar because that's official Rex Manning Day. <laughs> oh, I see. And there are record stores that celebrate it. Mm-hmm. That's Boy. funny. Oh, that's great. It's That's also the day that they found Kurt Cobain. Oh. Yeah, they, that was intentional they by the that, They did right, that on yeah. purpose. Oh. They never mention in the movie what Rex Manning Day is, but then after Kurt Cobain was found, they this was... Apparently, I don't. I don't know who came up with that, but they did that. Somebody no, it was the that? writer. It was Carol. That's a weird fucking thing to do. It's yeah, in, in remembrance of Kurt, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's funny is, um, I don't know if this was on your notes, uh, Patrick, but the actors who were in it, like, like really a, a bunch of them, went to a screening a couple of years ago, and literally a couple of years ago. Um, you know, like an anniversary screening or something of that nature, and they didn't know that it was as as big has as big a following. They they thought they oh. were just going to show up and be like, "Ha ha, look at this dumb movie we were in," and it was a huge deal. So, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, that was it was like 2013. It was in Silver Lake, actually. Oh yeah, I don't know they what went Silver to, Lake is. It's in, it's a somewhere in of LA. It's like very hip. I'm at very the moment, I I'm very Midwestern. Yeah, it, it's like um, <laughs> it's like the stereotypical like millennial area of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but I think most of the millennials have been priced out of Silver Lake. So that was probably like five, six years ago. So who knows who lives there now? One day I'll make gentrification, my way out there. man. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Mark, uh, the scene with Mark at the Guar concert. That was a real Guar concert that the actor went to. Yeah, and they filmed oh, wow. it there. that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that's that fun. monster. Thing that tries to eat him. That was hilarious. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Little Shop vag- of Horrors. Yeah. It, I think that that one is supposed to look like a vagina. If I'm, if I remember correctly, like <laughs> oh, I can see it. it Keyword supposed to supposed to. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know if anybody likes Guar. I have found a newfound appreciation for Guar. Their music, <laughs> I'm not not a fan of, but their production value is way up there. <laughs> Didn't their lead singer pass away like a year, a couple years ago, or two years ago? You'd have to ask Matt. I don't know. Oh, I think way to bring did, it yeah. down, Patrick. Sorry, I'll bring it back up. Yeah. What's cool is that's actually Renee Zellweger singing. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, she mm-hmm. has a good singing voice. There's something else she sings in. I can't remember. I did not. Uh, Chicago. Oh, that yeah. would be it. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. Good one. Nice save. On it. I'm on it. Love that movie. Oh, before we wrap it up, I will say one thing that's kind of serious and then we can move on. Okay. One thing I appreciated about this movie was they actually took the issue of suicide really seriously. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like they handled it with like a really tender sort of treatment. It was actually really nice. I think they took it seriously and they did it realistically because uh, there was a lot of I'd want to help, but I don't know what to do for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like, mm-hmm. they kind of just did what was best, which is like, I'm here if you need me, which I think is kind of what it, the top advice is, is to always just make yourself available to somebody that needs you to listen. 
So I, I really appreciated that. And they didn't try to joke around and be like, oh, Deb, that stupid girl that tried to like kill herself. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and they actually like, they were enemies with her. Like they didn't like her, but they actually like took the time out and like, no, whoa, this is serious. Like, do you need mm-hmm. to talk? So I, I really appreciated how they handled that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not, not all movies handle that stuff. Well, <clears throat> Heather's. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the the thing with um, Renee Zellweger and having sex with Rex Manning, the fact that because I feel like you you could totally see at this time, especially around this time, them taking that much lighter and just people cracking jokes about yeah. it mm-hmm. with her instead of like everyone being like, "Oh no, that's fucked up, that's messed mm-hmm. up," and then yeah. like with AJ like attacking him and stuff, and that that I feel like that was yeah better like good actually it, that it was addressed that way because i feel like it could it could have really easily gone like oh you're so crazy it could have been over the top funny instead of over the top realistic when he yeah. Came yeah. yeah 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 and even yeah, if, the... if i was aj i probably would have socked him in the mouth too yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean he he knew what he was doing like that guy rex is essentially a child rapist like <laughs> yeah he was like down for whatever yeah yeah. But that's the thing. None of them were children, I don't think. I thought they that's were true. until this watch through. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> well, that one guy says in the beginning, like, oh, something, something, they just raised my rent. So I was like, okay, good to know. Like, he's right. not a teen living yeah. with his parents. So. Warren is a, a juvenile. Yeah. He's definitely so a juvenile. He's oh, the one. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I loved that line, the whole scene yeah. where they're like, how old are you? And he's like, I don't remember what he said. Old enough to kick your ass. Enough, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> to kick your skull yeah. through oh, your right. ass and splatter your brains yeah. against the wall. That's so what it is. It was poetry. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it was poetry. He's like, yes, he's a juvenile. It was so <laughs> beautiful. I love that. And how many times did his voice crack during? <laughs> yeah, <that's great>. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sorry. <laughs> so good. So, what did you think of this uh, as a whole, Sam? Ooh, um. Really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, there's some things that don't quite hold up with time. But overall, really impressed with how they handled some more serious issues. And just, like I said before, this movie is like a time capsule for that era. And it made me really nostalgic and made me just really appreciate how well they captured that kind of carefree young adulthood. What about you, Brett? Well, uh, I predicted in the beginning that things would go crazy and i feel like <laughs> at some point uh, yeah. it, it almost it almost did uh but it wasn't like as crazy as i was expecting it to be but that said it was very funny and very enjoyable to watch and uh yeah. we were busting up laughing yeah. at several points in the movie uh but i don't think it was like an outright comedy it was just like a just a fun good story that uh honestly i wasn't expecting to be that that good i, I really yeah. like this one yeah well i'll say uh i felt the same way like i had a fun time watching it it was really enjoyable it's not like the best movie in the world i don't think but it was i, I was also laughing out loud like there were several really funny parts that i think were great there's some in my opinion there is batshit crazy shit like how how does somebody shoot up a store and then get offered a job was kind of ridiculous. But uh, 
This movie also really reminded me of Hearts Beat Loud, oh. which is a movie from 2018. And uh, that movie's good too, but like the whole like let's get together and save the record store thing at the end of Empire Records felt stronger and more satisfactory to me than it did in Hearts Beat Loud. So I think they did a really good job there. Where I just, I wanted to see them do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really made the whole movie about that in in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. I was happy to see that it held up and that there wasn't anything that I'd forgotten about that was really, really bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not even bad from a, um, like, oh, it's not that good a movie, but like the problematic angle, because that's yeah. a huge thing to look at. Like, well, there's the big shooting up a store thing. I mean, no, that's bad. Yeah, up, that's but- bad. And it's like, <laughs> it's treated like it's not a big deal. And then he comes yeah. right back. Yeah. No, that's bad. Um, but uh, no, that's again, it could have been worse. Yeah. Again, I love movies that, like Sam's point, capture uh, like a very specific point in time or like a vibe or. And, you know, honestly, I, I wondered if you were going to make a movie that was basically kind of the same movie today, what would the venue be? Oh, mm. God. Starbucks. No. <laughs> a coffee shop? Like a local coffee, coffee, shop. coffee shop? I think it would be kind of like that 70s show where it'd, like, take place in somebody's, like, basement or rec room. And instead mm. of, like, albums or CDs, it would all be just YouTube videos. <laughs> like, kids <laughs> watching YouTube videos. There's <laughs> You know, and I get that, but there's something universal about the music, right? Yeah. Like everybody yeah. listens to music. And, and I I listen to more podcasts than I do music, but I still put on music from time to time. Mm-hmm. Except and I don't for feel the, like uh, YouTube would be quite the same. No, it totally wouldn't be. Not everybody listens to Poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one thing I really liked about the movie is like these these record store characters, like some of them appreciated you know, more than just one genre of music. Mm-hmm. Like the pizza guys, like, look, there's classical music on here. You got to listen to this. And like, you know, they're like, you got to broaden your musical horizons. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. You know, that they're, they're into more than just one category. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a fish fan who only listens to fish and only wants to talk about fish. <laughs> Cause good God. <laughs> Sorry, fish fan. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> like I've tried and it's not for me. <laughs> I I get the appeal of some of that music if you're there, like at the shows and maybe not in your full right you know state of mind. But yeah, the <laughs> like the albums, like I, I've never it's never like, yeah. Right. <laughs> but you loved it, Thomas. I still again. I still love this movie. Um it like I said, watching it this time through, I, I came at it from a different angle and picked up on some things i will say uh from the problematic side it not just the the scene that we talked about with the ballet dancer but mark is problematic i mean he was making out with that mural of gloria stefan which was i always laughed at that before and i looked at it this time i was like no that's kind of really gross uh like for a number of reasons but and creepy right but otherwise uh yeah still held up and all of those archetypes that they play, um, I could. I mean, I know people that are like that, and they are much more rounded than I thought ever before. Because you know, like like with anything else that has an ensemble cast, you go, "Well, which one am I?" 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I thought I was Lucas, but I know now that I was Mark. Yeah. But even then, it's like, yeah, I was kind of a little bit of both. And they're both much more well-rounded than I thought they were to begin yeah. with. Very, very happy to get the opportunity to see this again, because I hadn't seen it in a little bit. Cool. Well, that was uh, Empire Records. Uh, thanks for joining us, Thomas. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Where can people find you on um, the interwebs? So Patrick and I both do a uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast with some other folks. Um, it's called For Whom the Dice Roll. And you can find that on Twitter at FWTDR Podcast. And you can find me separately, usually um, cursing out politicians and <laughs> making fun of my friends sometimes at The Nerdly King Excellent. on Twitter. Those are all valiant nice. things to put on one politician in particular. One too. particular politician who happens. I, to be I never could things. guess. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll never guess. <laughs> it's John Trudeau. We all know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Angela Merkel, but oh. good guess. Good mm-hmm. guess. That's yeah. close. <laughs> oh, I have to do the outro again. Oh, every time now. Every time. All right. Well, that's why they hired maybe, you, man. Is to do yeah. their intros and outros. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. It's part of the Laugh Stash TV network of shows. We've got a YouTube channel with uh, currently what's going on there is Ash's Zomcom Diaries, the behind the scenes of yep. the pilot they're putting together. It's pretty awesome, pretty rad. You should check that out. Um, there's still you know older episodes of drinking shows and cooking and uh, cooking shows and you should if you've never seen those you should go back and watch because they're timeless yes I agree. they will live forever on yeah. the internet as a mistake <laughs> that brett yeah. and i made yeah it has lifelong impacts on both <laughs> it, of your gut bacteria health yeah, yeah. and, and if you want to hear me make funny voices and pretend to be weird fantastical creatures you yeah, check us out on For Whom the Dice Roll and <laughs> Which, also by the uh, way is a fantastic name yes i just want to say yeah it's real good choice name <laughs> it's almost like you are a writer or something i know i did not that's not me that was not you know what i can't take any credit for that we, that one. we workshop that as a group yeah oh nice yeah. Mm-hmm. very cool yep. yeah well uh yeah you can definitely subscribe to the channel it's last dash tv on youtube and also another big announcement in case you missed it last time but i directed a short film that got into the santa barbara international film festival which is happening at the end of january through february so i don't currently know when it's screening yet but if you guys uh follow us on social medias i'll make sure to post it there but if you're in the area and you want to come see a hilarious short zombie comedy film. Come check it out. It's only four minutes long and it's called Zombie Dead. I've seen it. So. It's pretty funny. It's really great. Oh, thanks. Oh, I want to see it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Uh, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Last Dash TV on Twitter. Or you can follow this podcast specifically at Let's Rewatch, where we do fun stuff like a movie poll, and you guys chose this movie, and we also post screenshots of the movies we're watching if we didn't do a poll and let you guess what it is. Yep, and if you like our show, please give us a review on primarily iTunes, but we are on other formats as well, like Google Play and Libsyn and Spotify, and make sure you tell your friends to help us grow our listenership. Yeah, review to your friends. 
Yeah, just be in like, person. I love this podcast because, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't Here, know what you're talking let about. Let me see your phone. Well, you should. I'm going to yeah. auto download it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what you should do human viruses mm-hmm. automatically downloading software to their friends phones <laughs> <laughs> i mean we our show is not a virus spread that's a great idea i'm gonna start doing that <laughs> yep. you obviously don't read our show notes show notes pat it's he has two kids get off his back Thank two you, podcasts. <laughs> yeah. He's a busy man. He's writing his second book. How many books have you written? <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, have take, I don't have to take your comment. Here. I have friends here. You're not God on this podcast not, like the other one. I can't hold gets, your character. I know. He's hostage. used to being in total control of everything. She used to listen to Tool and she went to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Don't fuck with her. Where the globe came down. Yeah. yeah. That was really sad. Yeah, right when the concert started up, just this big fucking mechanized globe just lowers from the ceiling and and blocks the whole band. The worst part was every now and then it would raise and we'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then they'd be like, intermission. And we're like, God damn it. It was my birthday present to Brett. So that was great. Long history of good birthday presents. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> that's hey. that's the show. Uh, join us. <laughs> we do this every two weeks. Uh, where next time we're gonna be watching Birdemic: Shock and Terror. Ooh. Oh, is God. that like Bird Box the sequel? It's like Birds meets Bird Box.